What's up, y'all? Steven Jensen here. Jesse Davin beneath me. She is in audio form. Um, and obviously, I'm up here in the little box. Thank you, Larry Lockett, for the subscription right as we were starting. Um, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. That's a great um, a great reminder right off the bat. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button, the thumbs up. That helps us out a lot. Make sure to send those super chats throughout this show. We're going to be talking for probably about an hour here live. So if you have any thoughts on the release of Bray Wyatt, the release of... Rick Flair, the potential, uh, you know. Oh yeah, uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, I don't even know what to call that. Adam Cole potentially just working through the rest of his contract and leaving soon, potentially. Um, anything else? We can talk a little AEW Homecoming. We don't need to necessarily do like full on predictions. We might pick the the matches at the end of the show real quick. But um, if you have any thoughts on like the Malachi Black, Cody Rhodes stuff, um, really anything going on. Of course, Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero. I'm gonna mark out so insanely hard for that um so a lot of great stuff so once again super chats you can send right through youtube donation link is in the description below and any donation any super chat we guarantee that we will read out your comments we will answer your questions all that good stuff and it will also go on the audio form of this podcast tomorrow on the fight talk podcast feed so all that said before we get talking about these releases how you doing jesse I'm hanging in there. Thanks, everyone, for the love yesterday. And I gained a lot of followers on Twitter, and I really hate that it has to come at the expense of, like, such bad news. Um, but if you're if this is, like, your first time viewing us, welcome. I hope that you guys are going to have a fun time, and I hope you guys stick around and really enjoy what we have to say. We do this a lot, and we try to be fair and kind, and we are passionate about things. And so I really hope that... You guys stick around. So, and thank you to our amazing chat. You guys rock. Our chat freaking rules. Can I just say, you guys rock. Um, so yeah, I'm doing all right. Baby's crying, so she may come in here and need to be fed. So if, if that happens, I'll just like mute myself for a second. Oh yeah, all good. Do what you gotta yeah. do. Um, and um, but um, yeah, yeah, everything's going all right. It's raining here, so yeah. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Um, got a big weekend of wrestling coming up, uh, just for anybody who is interested in mainly independent pro wrestling, and especially this is for people who might be watching maybe for the first time, or, you know, maybe you're disgruntled with the WWE in particular, uh, just know there's a lot of great pro wrestling out there right now, uh, outside of even just AEW and MLW and Ring of Honor and that type of stuff, NWA, this weekend alone, just to prove my point of what I'm constantly saying about how wrestling is in, like, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a, it's a bad time to be a WWE fan, but it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You have, this weekend alone, Friday night is Scenic City Invitational, night one on IWTV. Night two is on Saturday. That's going to both be streaming, independentwrestling.tv. You're going to have the Future Showcase, which is a tournament that also happens in Chattanooga surrounding the SCI. That's going to be on IWTV Live as well on Saturday. So you have Friday, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night, all IWTV shows. Then on Sunday, IWTV 100, headlined by Wheeler Universe's Daniel Garcia. You're going to have Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander on that show, Lee Moriarty on that show, Warhorse on that show, Jonathan Gresham's on that show. Like, there's a stacked show, IWTV 100. That's this Sunday. So you're getting four live shows this weekend alone on independentwrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. All is one word with no spaces in the promo code spot. That helps me out a lot, helps this show out a lot. Um, and just use that over on IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. Plus, over on Fight TV, F-I-T-E, Fight TV, you have 
Violence X Suffering on Saturday. You have AEW on Saturday and GCW on Saturday. So there's three fight TV shows on Saturday also. So there's like eight, seven or eight, like pretty big independent shows just this weekend alone. So a lot of good stuff to watch this weekend. And I'm pretty pumped up for all of that. Yes, definitely. It's been it's been a fun few weeks in wrestling. You got the GCW, you've got AEW doing all its thing, and Forbidden Door and New Japan and all that. So it's been it's been real fun. Unless you're a WWE fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even that though. I mean, there's there are of course going to be some positives with the WWE product, right? But I think for the most part, a lot of the fans are probably pretty upset, and that's a perfect segue for. I wanted to ask you about this. Like, what do you, what do you feel about, I I guess we'll talk about all them separately. Like, how do you feel first about the release of Bray Wyatt from the WWE? Well, here's the thing. I really want to be careful with the Bray Wyatt release because there's like a lot of speculation about like his health and mental health. And I don't really think it's fair to speculate on his mental health. I mean, we can talk about it and say that's, you know, part of the rumor, but I really don't want to like speculate. Sure. Yeah, me either. So so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go off purely what WWE said, which is budget cuts. And um, that is like the biggest BS lie I've ever heard. Now, here's the thing. Do... I don't know if it was mutual. I don't know, but it, apparently it, he was like planning to have come back. He was being advertised on house shows. He looked really in shape. So going off of that, I mean, it seems like it was kind of out of the blue. And apparently, allegedly, it's reported that it was via text message. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. realize that. That that that'd be pretty uh pretty weird. Uh, let me make sure let me make sure i read that correctly let me check fightful select by the way um fightful select you really need to su- subscribe to fightful select because that is the t if you want the t and you want it early and you want it accurate i'm telling you fightful select and plus you get the weekender with steven vincent yes you do you get my podcast you get alex's podcast you get a bunch of stuff from sean but yeah, Sean. Sean's on there constantly breaking news, and even even like when there's a lot of you know news that might break elsewhere. Sometimes like Sean will have all these follow up reports on Fightful Select, so like you're the first to see all this stuff, and it goes right to your email. Like even the podcast that I do over there, like it just shows up right in your inbox, so you don't even have to like navigate to the website and go to the the you know FightfulSelect.com or anything. If you just open your emails, literally it's all in right my there. Yeah, and it says, well, it says Fightful was told that Johnny Ace made the call. So maybe it was a call. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, I don't know. If it, and, and a lot of it, the, I think the thing that really, especially on a release like that, is when the talent reacts so strongly. When they, like, Alex, poor Alexa Bliss, man. She is get, going through the ringer. I mean, she, she... When she showed up on Raw last night on the screen, everyone started chanting, we want Wyatt. And it's like, honestly, I get why they're doing that, and it's understandable, but it, she's just doing her her job. Like, that's what they told her to do, and she's going to do it. She's getting paid a lot of money. I would do the same thing. It's like, it's not fair to her. But she was shocked. Literally, everybody in the company is posting, like, their pictures with Bray Wyatt. Like, they're heartbroken. They're shocked. They're scared. And allegedly, on Fightful Select, if you are part of that, it's it's... 
decrease the morale of a lot of people and even people that are being pushed right now don't feel safe. They don't feel safe and secure in their jobs. And to me, that's not a really conductive, productive work environment to be working in. I just, and and the timing of it was so off, like two days after or the day after the investment call where they like recorded record profit, <laughs> like, yeah. and then they cite budget cuts. It just, it makes no sense. Yeah. All, as you said, I'm not going to speculate either on, uh, on like the mental health situations or anything like that. Cause I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but as far as like, from the perspective of Bray Wyatt, like as a performer on the show and him just kind of getting screwed over and over and over. And now he's not even there anymore. Like I'll talk, I'll speak on that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's very, uh, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's one of these things where like, like I'm it's, not, hard. Hmm? it's hard. It's hard to put into words. Yeah. And like, obviously this isn't Alexa's fault. Like she has nothing to do with this aside from just playing the character they're telling her to play. But really from the outside looking in, it really does look like Bray Wyatt is like this super creative guy who has come up with, you know, multiple gimmicks that the Husky Harris thing wasn't his own gimmick. That was like a given to him thing on NXT. But, but like the Bray Wyatt, like backwoods cult leader guy, um, even like the supernatural guy, the fiend, the funhouse, all that, that seems to all be like his own creations. And so from once again, the outside looking in, it just looks like to me, like they just took one of Bray Wyatt's really good ideas, gave it to Alexa bliss and now, for whatever reason, he's not there anymore. And it's like, that's why Alexa's going to catch a lot of heat for this. Like, it's not yeah. it's not her fault. I, and I think even like, even the fans that are chanting, we want Wyatt, I don't think it's like them saying, like, F you, Alexa Bliss. It's more like, every time we see you doing his gimmick, we're going to be reminded of him and tell the company, where is he? Like, like we're, we, we liked this because he created it. I'm not saying Alexa can't do the role, but you know what I mean? It'd be, it's just weird yeah. to give someone someone else's gimmick and it's, then it's, release them. Yeah. And then to like spin it into this like Lily thing, which is like so cringe. Like last night it was so bad. I like, can't even imagine what, what happened last night. I didn't watch her all. It was just, you know, she, um, she just showed up on the screen and was like giggling. And then they had like, they showed last, I don't know why they showed it again, but like the Lily Lucian thing was. where it's like, well, because Evolution, it, she's, she's feuding, feuding with Eva Marie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it's just like it was so cringe, and it was like they had the doll doing Eva Marie's like Evolution intro, and it was just mm. it was god awful, and I don't know. It's just it makes me sad. But you're right. It's just so weird. They just like gave her the gimmick. It. <laughs> It, it does make it seem like they didn't care about Bray Wyatt, the man who created it. Like, it was just so weird. Like, why? Like, I understand, like, and I don't want to speculate, but maybe he was taking time off and they said, okay, well, we want to keep it going. We want that money train going. Right. So we're going to give it to Alexa for the time being, which is fine. But now she's kind of, like, stuck with it. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you, though. Like, I mean, that that is a reasonable explanation, though, what you just said. Like, if they wanted to keep kind of the story going and he wasn't going to be there, for whatever reason, he wasn't going to be there. Um, and, that, and it was a whole theme with Bray Wyatt, too. Like, 
I was there live in New Orleans at WrestleMania 30 when he lost to John Cena. And, like, up to that point, he was so well protected. And, like, had he won that match, everyone would have viewed him on the same... I mean, it's hard to say on the same level of John Cena because Cena is so beyond everything they have currently. But, like, it, it put him in the conversation with a win like that. It was similar to when Kevin Owens came in and he beat John Cena while he was still the NXT champion. And everyone was like, oh, damn, we might have, like, a new John Cena-level guy here. And then Cena beat him twice after that, and everyone just forgot about it. Like, that's the same kind of thing with Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Like, Bray Wyatt should have definitely won that match. And then when and then basically what they tried to do is they took the cult leader gimmick, which I thought was fantastic. Like, that was such a good gimmick with him and Harper and Rowan, and then the whole story they had with Daniel Bryan, and then uh, Braun Strowman later— like, that was a great stable. They, it was incredible. Yeah. One of the best stables they've had. Them and the Shield. And two at the, they were at the same time, pretty much. But, like, those stables really carried the WWE for, like, a handful of years. And then and then broke out to be the main focuses of the show, for the most part. Like, those members. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then they just... Instead of just, like, continuing to go with that, and it was definitely working... They tried to turn him into like the new Undertaker, and then he lost the Undertaker WrestleMania. Right. So it was like, what? What's the point of this? And plus, it's a weird thing to to introduce. And this is why I think the the Lily thing is so bad. And I haven't seen a lot of it, but from what I the little bit I have seen, what I hear about it, like introducing supernatural wrestlers in 2021, it's different than doing it in 1990. Like when the Undertaker came in at first. The world was different. The internet wasn't around. Wrestling was still... <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Technology was different. Yeah, everything was different. And and even the perception of wrestling was different. Like, is this guy actually dead? Like, I believe these other yeah. characters are who they are. Like, this... Now... So, like, Bray Wyatt had just such an uphill battle with the way he was booked and losing big matches of big feuds and then trying to make him a supernatural character. And he would just ramble. His promos eventually became something where he was just rambling about God knows what and it didn't make any sense. And then the Fiend thing happens and it's like, oh, this is the third, fourth chance of like, okay, there's no way they screw this up. And then he loses to Goldberg in like 10 seconds or whatever. And you're like, what? Like, what do you... He does the mallet thing. gets disqualified in a Hell in a Cell match. Hell in a Cell was like starting... That was the start of a slow death. It was like, what the hell are they... What are they they doing? What are they doing to this guy? This doesn't make any sense why you do this. They're selling his his belt for like $5,000. Like, the guy's pushing merchandise. People want to buy the masks and the shirts. I even have his Funko Pop because I was like, this is probably going to be worth something one day. Like, The Fiend's going to be huge. Like, I have a chalk line jacket that's super badass. That's the fiend. Exactly. So it's like it just doesn't. It's just mind boggling. Like I, how you look. You sorry. No, just over. The point is just over and over. They just it just felt like they screwed him over and over, and now it's just now it's just not even there. And someone else has his gimmick. Yeah, and it's. I mean, and I posted it on Twitter. You, the debut of the fiend at SummerSlam two years ago, which is ironic because SummerSlam's the next pay per view. I mean, you look at that, and you look at how over he was and how incredible that was and the crowd reaction to that gimmick. I mean, at that point, you would have thought, there's no way they can screw this up. This guy is red hot, nuclear hot. He is like a nuclear reactor about to, like, split into and explode because he's so dang hot. 
And they still managed two years later, almost not even two years later. He's gone. He's gone from the company. Yeah. Like, it's really a testament to the 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 problem with WWE right now. And it's as a fan, when you're scared to like a wrestler because of the way they may potentially be booked. That's a major problem. I'm scared to like any wrestler, especially when they have something cool going on because of the way they may be booked. I'm scared to like an NXT wrestler because I know when they move to the main roster, they're going to get buried, potentially. Like, if you, I feel bad for fans of, like, Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, and I love Keith Lee, and Karen, poor Karrion Cross just, like, died a slow death in the main roster. It's just... It's it's weird, and it's a problem with WWE, and I just, I don't want to be too negative about it. It's just, it, it's a shame. It's a shame, and I hope, I hope they turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of NXT, my advice to you is become a fan and become attached to the lower card and mid card workers in NXT because they have a better chance of getting booked strongly on Raw and SmackDown than the actual main eventers on NXT. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like like guys like Elias and Baron Corbin and and uh, uh, Gunner, whatever they call him now, the with uh, the, who's feuding with Elias. Um, the, all all those all these types of dudes. Even on the female side, it happened a lot. Like you could even lump Alexa into it to a degree, but like. You have, um, Alexa wound up being really good, but you have, um, a lot of examples. My, my point is they tend to take people who were like never NXT champion or like, or even like even main event level people from NXT. And those seem to be the people that wind up getting stronger pushes on Raw and SmackDown than like, cause yeah. like, cause like, you know what I mean? You have a guy, I don't even know what NXT's roster really looks like right now, but I bet you a guy like, uh let's see oh you know like the guy who's with swerve um the big dude who was on the the uh the show like trying to find the hidden or the the lost treasures of the wwe i don't know what they he's like some top dollar i think they call him yeah that guy has a way better shot of being a superstar on raw or smackdown than adam cole does and that's that's yeah. a, that's pretty i mean like and I, it's nothing against top dollar but it's like adam cole is like a world-class one of the best guys you're going to find in any wrestling company checks every box you want outside of height. Height. Yeah. And because of that one little stupid reason, that's why he's in the position he's in. That's why Gargano is in the position he's in and Champ is in the position he's in and all these guys. Thatcher, you can name anyone who I think is like a, a elite, an all elite caliber ah. performer. They have a less of a chance of being successful in Raw or SmackDown than guys like Elias and Baron Corbin and stuff. They just it's the way Vince sees people differently. He doesn't see the same talent that that most of the fans of NXT are seeing. Um, even Karrion Cross, everyone was like, "Oh, this is a can't miss. This is going to be a total Vince guy." Right. And now he's like losing every week on Raw, right? So it's like, okay. I don't know. I lost yesterday. I him and Keith Lee fought again. So yeah, he lost to Keith Lee. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, he did. So they did a yeah. fifty. Be honest. Oh man. Yeah, we did super chat really quick. Oh, Kenny thank you. said, Will you be ever so kind to take my budget cut? Kenny, 
I will take your budget cut gladly. Thank you so much, man. You freaking rock. You're the best. Thank you so much, Kenny. Yes, thank you, Kenny, for that with that super chat. Very, very much appreciated. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's a weird time to be a WWE fan, and it's it's hard. And and I saw um, Ryan Ruiz. He was like, it's it's hard to even like hate watch Raw now. Like it's just so bad. Like yesterday, I I wanted to watch it because it's weird. I was like, I I, I want to have faith in it, but I just I ended up watching the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> I was flipping back and forth, and then I would see like, who did I see that I changed the channel? I don't know. Nia Jax got busted open though. Pretty good. Yeah, she got she got it pretty. I mean, we've seen her bust some people open herself, so you know. Yeah, I know. She got a receipt. Kind of got a receipt. Yeah, a few years late, but finally got a receipt. I don't, I don't ever like seeing somebody get injured, obviously. I'm kind of being facetious, but I, I was very anti Nia Jax when she punched um, uh, Becky Lynch in the face. Like, that was like... Yeah. I feel like that was so uncalled for. But, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I mean... So, Speaking of NXT wrestlers... <laughs> Oh, and Nia Jax? No, Nia, no, we were talking about NXT on the roster and Adam Cole. Oh, yeah, okay. So we can talk about <laughs> him, and then and then we'll talk about the Nature Boy. Um, so, yeah, Adam Cole. I, the, so basically what people were saying is, like, his, his contract could potentially be up, or it was up, it and, up. He, and he signed an extension through, like, their next pay-per-view or whatever. But... It sounds like he's negotiating with the WWE currently about whether or not he's going to stay. And then the big speculation is going to be, does he go to AEW? And the way that I'll, I'll get your thought on it, I'm just going to get some quick thoughts out. I, I think basically, if I'm Adam Cole, like, I don't, I don't, unless you just can't get enough of being around Shawn Michaels at NXT, like, because he was your favorite wrestler as a kid. Unless outside of that one reason, I would Adam Cole has no reason to stay in the WWE. None. And unless they offered him so much more money than AEW could, which just isn't going to happen. Like AEW, AEW will pay him more than a guarantee. AEW offers him more than whatever he's making in NXT right now, for sure. Yeah, and even then, if they pay him more, they could always cut him and cite budget cuts. Yeah, that's a big problem too. Like you were saying, like that—that's—that's that's something that gets kind of lost in this. Also, a lot of the people that are getting let go this year and last year are people that signed new contracts because the company was afraid of them going to other companies a couple of years ago, and they signed for more money and then just wound up getting fired anyways. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. What um, I did listen to Wrestling Observer Live yesterday, and basically what Brian Alvarez was saying was that. It was a clerical error that they didn't even realize that his contract had expired. Yeah, the Canyon um, Seaman speculation because he got let go too. Yeah. Yes, which is was really some fun. Um, it was he was saying release the semen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Twitter had a field day on that one. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> excuse me, but he said you know Adam Cole is a really nice dude, and so he agreed to extend his contract to. SummerSlam or after, like right after SummerSlam or to SummerSlam, and then to uh, kind of go from there. And obviously, he's the world is his oyster. I mean, to me, as a fan of AEW and a fan of being the elite back in the day, 
it makes so much. And a fan of Britt Baker, it just makes sense for him to go to AEW with all of his friends. However, I mean, I'm not Adam Cole. I don't know what his personal goals are as a professional wrestler. But as a fan of Adam Cole, I say, man, you're in NXT, and that's about as far as you can go, honestly. Because when you get to that main roster, I really don't see them pushing you. And, I mean, it, it comes down to, like, your... Like, what his goals are. Are his goals to make money or his goals to, you know, have really good matches and really make a name for himself? And I don't know. To me, he seems like he wants to make a name for himself. So, well, and Like yeah. I said, even even on the money end, like, if it's all... If, even if it was all about just making money for Adam Cole, like, he's not making... I mean, I don't know what he makes in the WWE, but I know his NXT contract is probably less than pretty much everyone on the main roster. So they're gonna. So he's just in such a he's in such a bad spot with the WWE. Like he's he's stuck in this NXT purgatory situation where like if he if he stays with NXT, the company's gonna have to pay him main roster money. But it'd be this. It'd, be, it'd have to be probably similar money to what AEW would offer him anyways, to what the WWE would offer him to be on Raw or SmackDown or to just stay in NXT. But if he got moved to Raw or SmackDown, like he he has to see the writing on the wall. Like he has to he has to see what's happening to everyone around him. Like that's in his same spot. And know that like now's the time to bail. Because and that, but it also depends on how long he signs for. You know, they'd probably want him on like a five year contract. If I if I I wouldn't there's no chance in hell if I'm Adam Cole I'm signing for five years. I would sign at most I'd sign on one year. At the absolute most. Um, because then it's basically putting the eggs in their basket and going, okay, listen, if you, if you don't, if you, I'll give you a year to, to be creatively fulfilling with me and my character and what I want to do in wrestling. Yeah. And if you can't do that in the next year, I'm out. A year to conclude my story in NXT WWE. Yeah. But, but as a fan, like you were saying, I, AEW all day. Like, it's yeah. not even a question. Brits there, the Young Bucks are there, all, all the Elite guys and the Bullet Club guys. You have the whole story brewing right now between the Bullet Club versus the Elite. Like, he could be on either side of that. Exactly. I mean, that's, what, that's the beauty of AEW right now. It's like, even if he doesn't want to go to, like, strictly to AEW, dude could go to New Japan, dude could go to Impact, and he could still work AEW shows because of the Forbidden Door, man. Exactly. That's another thing that people kind of forget about, too, is... Sometimes someone's like, like, oh man, I can't believe so-and-so. Here's a good example. Some people probably be like, oh man, I'm surprised Jordan Grace re-signed with Impact. Like, because she had, she could have probably went to WWE. She probably could have went to AEW. But signing with Impact means you can also potentially be in AEW or MLW or Ring of Honor or National Wrestling Alliance. Or like, just because you're signed to a specific company now, as long as it's outside the WWE, you still have a chance of wrestling everywhere else. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point that needs to be made. Like Adam Cole, man, uh, he like he, I you got to look at like Samoa Joe too, right? Like, say he was in the same position, pretty much, where it was like he was out of he was released from the company, so different than Adam Cole. Adam Cole's still with the company, but his contract is expiring. So Samoa Joe is a free agent, and he goes back to WWE, which. I don't know what he. I don't know if he, they gave him less money to come back. I don't know if he's getting the same. I have no clue financially what what position to put Samoa Joe in, and he might just really just love working for that company. You never know. But there has to be a part of him going, 
like, oh man, I like I could have it could have been me, Danielson, and Punk all together going to AEW at the same time, and I could have been a part of like this. Instead, I'm gonna be just winning the NXT Championship, which I've already won twice, and wrestling mm-hmm. in front of 200 people in a in a in a sound studio uh, on NXT every week. Like, I don't know why you would choose that outside of either financially or you don't want to travel as often. I don't know what there's there's has to be reasons, but creatively speaking, why would you stay there? Like. Oh, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. But, I mean, hopefully they do something. I'm just happy he's employed again. Well, sure, Uh, but he would have been employed anywhere. He would have, like, you know what I mean? It's not like it would have taken long. It was a bummer. Maybe he got wind that Punk and Brian were coming back, and maybe he was like, meh, I want to kind of have a spotlight on me. I want to kind of go for the championship. But if he goes there with them, that is, like, NWO, like, level three people jumping at the same time. God, it would have been so good. What a! Uh, we do have some super chats. Yes, let's get to those. Thank you all very much for those super chats. Thank you. Um, actually, I have them here in front of me. We can. Thank you. Um, we read the first one about budget cuts from Kenny. Kenny the bastard also said, "Batista voice, give me what I want." Ric Flair to Impact. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, and <laughs> he could he could go back. We'll talk about Flair here in just a second. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, Thank Kenny. You. Kenny also says Adam Cole can't go to AEW. He would be dead, LMAO. And I see a lot of people saying that because of the whole they yes. killed him on BTE. Well, did you see that the Young Bucks changed their bio to a ghost emoji? Oh, did they? Dude, they're the best at trolling. I love that. Yes. Thank you so much, Kenny. You rock. Yes, Kenny. Very, very much. Thank you. Um, and then also Blue Shades Wells says you both are awesome with the Super Chat. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Thank you. And always, anyone, feel free. Anyone who's got super chats or donations, if you have like a question or you know, a prediction or something you want to attach to those, uh, please do so because we'd like to give you your money's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we're both on the same page. As fans, we want to see Adam Cole in AEW. Um, as as a fans of him as a human being, want him to do whatever makes him happy. You know, so if he goes back to stays with WWE, that's. That's fine. It's just a bummer as a fan because I feel like I'd rather watch him in AEW. That's all it is. Yeah, same. And then we got the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who capitalized Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, boy. You, you, you couldn't even keep this guy happy. Like you're paying this guy to do pretty much nothing. <laughs> and and the bag, man, bag. <laughs> Like, How do you piss off Ric Flair? Like, Ric Flair isn't creatively satisfied, and he's leaving. You know what Ric I mean? Flair. They should be, like, catering to his every wish and command. They should be at his beck and call. Ric Flair. How do you make Ric Flair, whose daughter is, like, the 756-time champion, mad enough to leave? I think it didn't help that they strongly implied that he had impregnated Lacey Evans in that storyline not too long ago. So gross. Yeah, he was probably like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, what, what is this? Like, I, I, and he also just had lunch with JR the other day. Like, there was pictures on Twitter. And I, yes. bet, I bet you anything, JR was like, dude, this is how much they're paying me over here. And he was like, right. oh, what? Like, to, to 
and I can be the nature boy again instead of like whatever this weird old man thing is that I'm doing in WWE. Like I could be like a manager, Horse. like barn. Four horsemen. Yeah, the rest of pretty much the rest of the four horsemen are already there. I mean, multiple incarnations of it. I mean, you have Tolly and Arn. You got Dean Malenko there. He was a horseman at one point. Like, it's it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer that Ric Flair is going to go straight to AEW because they actually know how to treat their legends. Like, they, they, they make spots for them on the show that don't make the show about them. Like, that's the other yeah. thing, too. Like, it, people are like, oh, it's going to turn into Impact Wrestling. No, in Impact Wrestling, if Ric Flair was there, they would have, like, Rick, they made, like, Mick Foley their champion and, like, him and Flair were fighting each other and Hogan and stuff. And they were trying to make them the, the focal point of the show. AEW isn't making the Sting's like somewhat of an exception, but he's even still more so about getting Darby Allen over. So, Flair, I think in AEW is a no-brainer. What do you think? I think so too. I think that even if they don't like sign into a full contract, just have him show up in like cameo eventually, like a little bit. Have him out there with Andrade. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, there's so much they could do with him. Um, I don't know if they do it, like, right away, but it'll be really fun to have for him to, like, have, like, just show up backstage or something, you know? Like, just little things like that. They don't have to, like, go balls to the wall with Ric Flair, but just, like, little Easter eggs in there, if you know what I mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, he could turn on Sting for the 500th time, and, like, fans like me would mark out yeah. for it. Um, he can, I mean, what I'd like to see is Arn turn on Cody, and it's like Cody and Arn, and it's like they finally are getting their revenge, because, like, they, they were, it was always them versus Dusty. You know, so it's like if you had yeah. like Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard like kind of create their own four horsemen with like not them wrestling obviously, but they're mentoring like a like a pinnacle type stable yeah, against yeah, yeah against like Cody who's like you know still Dusty's son, and you got like Cody and Dustin on the other side with some people or something. There's a lot you can do with with Ric Flair in AEW a lot. Um, and also, it increases the chances of Charlotte jumping at some point too. Right. If she... which would be interesting, do you think? Do you think that would happen? Yeah, I do. Like, why not? And the AW can pay her whatever the WWE can, and like she'd be with her dad and her fiance, who will I'm sure be her husband by whatever time this rolls around. Mm -hmm. I say I'm sure. I don't know when they're getting married. I'm just assuming, you know, if things go well, that they'll probably be married, you know, sometime in the foreseeable future. Like, I don't know. And then it's like you have a whole other roster. And here's the thing. Like, Charlotte Flair, in my opinion, and I know some people don't like separating female and male wrestlers. I have to for this specific conversation. And the reason being, if I'm singling out specifically the female wrestlers, because I don't think Charlotte Flair is the best wrestler in the world. I don't. But I think she's in the conversation, like, regardless of gender. She's definitely, like, way up there in the conversation. Yeah. But I wouldn't put her on the same level as, like, a Kenny Omega, for instance. I just think there is there is still a little bit of a gap there between someone like Kenny and someone like Charlotte. But if I'm looking specifically at the females, I think Charlotte Flair is not only the best woman wrestling today, she might be the best of all time already. Like, that's how yeah. highly I think of Charlotte Flair. And yep. for AEW to get her would be massive for not only the women's division, but for the entire company. And there's always the chance of them doing some intergender stuff. I'm not huge on the intergender, but when done when done right, it can be really good. Like, I think Jordan Grace does a great job with yep. it. And I've seen really good Chris Statlander, Tessa. You know, people have their opinions on her. But, but she very, very good as far as, like, uh, intergender wrestling and stuff. 
So Charlotte just, there's a lot of potential for Charlotte and AEW. And it would also shut up a lot of people that are like, AEW's women's division just isn't that strong. But if you're living in a world where you, now you've got Charlotte, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Serena Deeb, you know, potentially more from the NWA, um, uh, Statlander's going to only get better. Um, uh, Layla Hirsch, I think is really good. Like, yes. you, like they, they're, they're built and I'm sure I'm missing others, but like, they are actually building a pretty damn good division right now. Yeah. Thunder Rosa. Did you say Thunder Rosa? I did. Yes. Thunder Rosa, okay. who's arguably one of the best wrestlers in the whole world. Dude, right Charlotte now. versus Thunder Rosa. George Hook said, dude. Yes. Much print it out. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, but so I, I, I just think, you know, and just the fact that if, the fact that I feel like it's actually possible, I have no idea when Charlotte's contract runs out. But at this point, if you're in the WWE and you're a star of any level, I think you're doing yourself a, distur- a disservice by not letting your contract run out. I'm not saying mm-hmm. not to resign with the WWE, but negotiate out of contract because for so long they were just re-signing people before they were out of contract and nobody could really determine what their market value was. Now there's companies like AEW that can match what WWE can offer. So like you, if you're Charlotte, you got to at least have a conversation with Tony Khan. And that's what I think is happening with a lot of these people. Um, like, uh, who's, who's a recent, uh, WWE wrestler to come over. Um, or let's say like a CM Punk or a Daniel Bryan, for instance, we don't know for sure if they're coming, but it's, Pronounced- Black or Alistair Black's different because he was released, but like, oh, oh I what you mean, but someone who like came over after their contract, ex- Daniel Bryan, right? Like, Daniel Bryan would be a great example if he if he is, is indeed coming to AEW. I'd imagine that he was really comfortable with WWE, he was probably planning to resign with the WWE, and he actually let his contract run out. And I it, something happened where like Jericho called him or something and said, like you got to at least talk to Tony. Like, just give just give this guy a chance. This guy is a smart Mark fan in his 30s who is a lifelong pro wrestling fan that, like, in, in those conversations, when you're talking to Vince, it's probably, like, all business. When you talk to Tony, the dude's probably, like, rattling off matches that he remembers watching you have in Ring of Honor, and he's probably sitting there going, like, I heard you do this interview with New Japan and like, or I'm talking about how you wanted to work for for New Japan and like you couldn't win a WWE contract. Like I can actually make it to, so you can wrestle for New Japan and wrestle for me and wrestle for Ring of Honor and do everything you want to do. Like, and I'm going to give, also I'm going to give you the same money they're offering you over there. Like, yeah. I mean, you got to at least listen to the conversation, whether or not you sign back to the WWE, that's on you. But like, don't I mean if you have value it, it, it's happening a lot in mixed martial arts as well right now because there's a lot of companies that can pay a lot of money outside the UFC now they're not necessarily as big as the UFC but they have a lot of money so it's happening with fighters too where they're getting out of contract and they're going shit I'll I'll take a bare knuckle boxing fight because like they're gonna pay me more than the UFC did you know what yeah. I mean like yeah exactly so I mean okay so I guess, like, the whole, I guess, the antithesis or whatever with all these releases is, to me, it seems like WWE is priming to sell. Does that seem clear to you as well? I think it's an absolute possibility that they're that they're preparing for that. I mean, what else could it be? Because it feels so just discombobulated. It feels so, there's like, it feels like there's a disconnect between the company the employees and the fans. Yeah. 
and even within within like how you said the company and the employees even that right there like there's a lot of that like for instance if i was triple h i'd be like you know he obviously knows more about the inner workings and, and the the plan and everything than i would obviously but if i'm him i'm looking at like nick khan going like this isn't good for me like nxt the next move that guy's gonna make i think he's gonna go in and he's gonna like shut down nxt uk and 205 live maybe even just nxt itself like at a certain point i think hunter's gonna like i think hunter's value within the company is just gonna keep dropping the more that nick khan keeps getting power because I think I think the the long play for Nick Khan with it with WWE is to get that company sold to like a Disney or like a Warner Brothers or something like that, like some sort of big company, and do it to where they are they are a brand that works with other brands. Straight up, it's a kids brand that works with other kids brands. It's 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 WWE branded Scooby Doo. You know what I mean? It's like it's that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Those those videos are weird. Right, but and it's only gonna get weirder. Like, I mean, you're gonna start seeing, I mean, who knows? More zombie matches. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just, I honestly think eventually, because here's the thing too, Vince, Vince, this isn't the same Vincent man from like the 1990s or even the early 2000s. This is. Yeah, yeah this is a guy who's an old man who has three granddaughters now. And it's like, he's writing the show for, for him and them. Like this is how it feels like you're writing it for little kids and for their grandparents. And that would be the vision of a guy, his age, like what he thinks is cool is not what I think is cool. Like there's a giant generational age gap between us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think at a certain point, like, you know, most of my life I would have said, there's no events would ever sell. But if someone came to him and was like, I'll give you $10 billion for this, which, which is totally within the realm of possibility. The UFC sold for over 4 billion and like, wasn't nearly as established as the WWE is when they sold. If he, someone gave him like $10 billion, he is literally setting up not only the rest of his life and his kids' lives and their kids' lives. You're talking about like the rest of the family tree forever is set and you don't have to right. ever do anything the rest of your life, except for just go and collect checks out of your mailbox. Which sounds like the freaking life. Which would be the life for a guy who's like 70, 80 years old, who's never taken one day off work. It's like, you can enjoy yeah. the rest of your existence now. Like, without having to even worry about it. Every Everyone you know and anyone that they know that they care about is set for life. With just you signing this over. To, one one signature. And, 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 and at that point, like, you know, I know it's also a thing. It's like, it's his baby. And like, does he want to let it go? I don't know, but what I'm seeing right now is not his baby. Like this, this the current I, product I, is it, not what it was in the '80s and '90s and 2000s. Like it's a totally different product now. That's a really good point. You're right. It's not his baby anymore. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'll say this again. Like Vince, I've said it before. Vincent Man, I consider that guy to be like a god of pro wrestling. I really do. Like without him, no, yeah. without him going. Uh, putting all, I almost said all in, but did you really did that yeah. with WrestleMania one? And I've said it before too. I mean, regardless of me thinking, yeah, Hulkamania was going to be big anyways. Um, he stole basically the idea of DX from the NWO. He stole the whole attitude era concept from ECW. Essentially a lot of things he's done that have been successful. He's gotten from other places, but even all that stuff aside, like it's still Vince McMahon. 
Like, he still yeah. is the one that went head-to-head with all these other companies and beat them. Like, he is he is the dude who went out himself when when ratings were low and like the stacks were chipped the chips were stacked against them he himself started going out to the ring and mixing up with stone cold steve austin you know what i mean like vince yes. man is a god of professional wrestling undoubtedly probably the oh, god yeah. of what modern day professional wrestling is but I, people will people will shit on him online but then when his music hits at a show will bow down to him yes for sure but but I just, and that's what makes it so difficult I think for everybody involved in this is because how do you walk up to God and explain to God that he doesn't understand what his own product is anymore don't you just don't it's it, right it's like it's such a weird spot to be in cuz like Hunter can't really or Triple H can't really like go up to him and be like hey like you really don't know what what people want in the world of wrestling anymore he didn't be like I created the world of wrestling like how could you of course I know what people want. I've always given them what they want. And now I think Vince is probably maybe getting more to an age where it's like, I'm more concerned about what my granddaughters want. I'm more concerned about just making sure everyone in my family is secure. I'm more, con- I'm more concerned about my own personal health and like being on the planet as long as potentially po- as, as I can be. Like maybe I should just sell this thing and just enjoy the rest of my time with my family for the rest of my life. And they're set forever. Like, you know, if you make that decision when you're in like your 40s or 50s, that's a little bit different because you feel like you're still like, you know, you're still waving the flag for your company and you're still like in it and you're you're trying to. But he's won all these wars. Already. It's like you've you have the big TV deals now. Like WWE is a massive no. entertainment brand now. This is everything you've ever wanted. Like it's all happened. Now just take he's the money and bail. Time again. Yeah, but but here's the thing now. Now he's going to be in a position where people can say that AEW is in competition with the WWE. They aren't to every degree, but they are to some degrees. And the reason is their viewership numbers aren't that far off from them in a very short amount of time. And the people mainly watching AEW are mainly people that are not watching Raw anymore. So it isn't even where it's like fans are overlapping so much. It's like people now are actively choosing to watch AEW and not watch WWE. And I don't think that like AEW is going to like take them out anytime soon or anything like that. But there's no way like, like does Vince have it in him is kind of where I'm getting at. Like, does he have it in him to fight? Like if it does get close and if all of your stars do bail, let's say one day John Cena's like, you know what? I'm going to try out AEW too. Like, it sounds like it's awesome over there. They're offering a lot of money. I'm out of contract. Undertaker, same kind of thing. They'll give me a million dollars to go wrestle Sting. Like, why wouldn't he do it? Outside of loyalty, why wouldn't he do it? Like, you know, there's all this stuff where like, and if it comes to that and Vince sees it starting to slip, does he have it at this at this point in his life to go to war like he did in the nineties? I don't think so. He's a different guy now. So he's very yeah. So you might as well sell it. Let it be its own thing. Let it be its own children's brand. That that it's Veggie Tales starring Roman Reigns. I mean, whatever. Like that's that's what you are now. If you want to watch pro wrestling, there's other options. You know. Yeah, definitely. We got some I, I could sleep. Yes, we do. Why don't you read those off for me? Yes. Was that what you were about to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I was going to say, I agree with everything you said. Absolutely. Preach. Yeah, sorry, I'm going on these like long tangents, but this is like... No, you're... I quite enjoy them because you're basically saying what I would have said anyway, so... 
Well, we do have some super chats. We've got uh, Kogan sent, uh, and thanks for sending this, Kogan. See you in here a lot. Says, my favorite star, Bray Wyatt, got released on my birthday. What a gift for me, uh, right? Uh, but I bet. Happy belated yeah, birthday, Kogan. Uh, says, but I bet he can take this and turn it into something creative. I agree. Jesse, if he was to show up in AEW, do you, do you think he should be involved with the Dark Order because of the link with him and Brody? Do you think he does his own thing? Do you think he goes back to like the, the cult leader, backwoods type type gimmick? Like, What do you think for Bray Wyatt if he does show up in AEW? Um, really quick, uh, Kenny that bastard had one before that, and it said, also, Tony Khan, you don't have to be around Bree mode as much, oh. which is hilarious. Yes, thank you, Kenny. For <laughs> that. I saw I saw Kenny send another one after as well, but I did miss that one, so thank you for reading oh, that out. Thank you, and thank you so much, Kogan, for that super chat as well, and um, happy belated birthday. I'm really sorry. That was kind of a crap present. Uh, it's hard for me because there's I see a lot. It, it's interesting. I see a lot of mixed bag reactions to Bray Wyatt potentially going to AEW. There's a lot of AEW fans that do not want him in AEW. Like, they just don't think it would be a good fit. Which, to me, is strange because I feel like it would be a really good fit. I think it's someone, it's a place where you have creative control. It's a place where they kind of let you do what you want. And the thing you have to remember is you're not going to get the WWE version of what Wyndham Rotunda wants. You're going to get what the Wyndham Rotunda version of what Wyndham Rotunda wants. Yes. And I think that's an important kind of disconnect. I mean, this is the man that spent thousands and thousands of dollars of his own money to get a mask made by the best special effects artist in movies, in cinematic t- movies and television. And just he invests in his characters. And I think that that is definitely something that people need to remember. And as far as the Dark Order thing, I, I see a lot of people saying, that, and I don't really know, but they're like, Brody Lee Jr. is the lead. Ne- negative one is the leader. Like, they don't even play. Right. Like, he's the one who is the leader. And I completely agree with that. But to me, it feels like, you know, Brody Lee would have wanted Bray Wyatt or whatever version of Bray Wyatt AEW would get to be in the Dark Order. I think, to me, it makes sense. I mean, I see both sides. I see the side that says, no, let it be with negative one, and right now they've got the whole thing with Hangman Page going on. It seems to be good. But if you take away Hangman Page, the Dark Order is still kind of a joke gimmick, honestly. And I, I mean, it sounds bad, but I mean, it's true. Yeah. And it's it would be a way to kind of get them back on the level that they were. And now do they want to do that if they don't because of the loss of Brody Lee and they feel like it would be disrespectful to Brody Lee, then I completely am fine with that. Whatever, honestly, whatever Brody Lee's family and negative one wants, I'm fine with. Um, But I feel like even beyond that, I feel like it would be a fun character to be, or just Wyndham Bertunder or whatever. I don't know. I feel weird calling him his, like, real name, but that's just... Because we're never going to see... I don't think he had, holds the rights to, like, Bray Wyatt. I don't, which sucks. And so I'm just calling him by his real name, which I'm sorry if that's bad. I'm sorry. Um, but I feel like 
there is a place for him. And I know everyone's complaining about, oh, there's too many people going and this is Vince's plan all all along to make, you know, Tony Khan pay all this money for all these people and then go bankrupt. But it's like, dude, his dad is worth infinitely more than Vince McMahon is. So, like, that's not even a problem. But um, I feel like, you know, you forget they're having another TV show they need to fill for, they fill the roster for. They have AEW Dark, AEW Dark Elevation. There's four shows. There's a lot of room for this roster. And it's like AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, they're both on YouTube. And so that goes to, to me, a potentially even wider audience than cable television, um, which is not a bad thing. So I think, I, I feel like with AEW, it's like the world is their oyster, honestly. They there's no limits to what they can do. Like, honestly, it's like, you can look at WWE and go, oh, no, they would never do that. They would never do that. They would never do this. With AEW, I'm like, they might. They might. If that's what the talent wants, if that's what everyone agrees on, they might do it. So to me, it's like, it, it makes sense for him to go there. Maybe he goes to New Japan. I don't see him being a New Japan wrestler. He'd be, it'd be interesting there if... I think he's more of a U.S. type wrestler myself, but like, but in Japan, it would be interesting if he wore like some like a crazy mask or something, like because the fans would definitely react to him for sure because he'd be so different. Yeah, definitely. I and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to go into like movies. Maybe he wants to go into like horror, or he wants to go into like. I don't know, he's, he's friends with that Code Orange band and stuff like that. Maybe whatever he wants to do, maybe he wants to just take a break. I mean, whatever he wants to do, I'm fine with. Like, at the end of the day, it's up to these wrestlers. It's their livelihoods and not ours. And it's fun to speculate and it's fun to give our opinions. But at the end of the day, it's it's their lives, not ours. We're just watching. Um, so we need to be okay with whatever they choose. Even if we're like kind of like with Samojo, we're like, man, uh, but it's like, man, it's not my life. Yeah. It's not my, and I don't know everything about what's going on, but it is. AW does make sense. It does make sense. And I don't think, I don't think a ring of honor makes a lot of sense. And impact. I don't, I feel like impact would just make it super hokey with him. Yeah. He went up on like, uh, like swingers palace segments. And yeah, stuff, yeah, and, uh, um, yeah, I think, I think that if, like, there's there's a way they could do Bray Wyatt in the Dark Order and still keep it to where Negative One is technically in charge. Like, yeah. it's totally possible. You can easily, especially with, like, how creative Bray is, like, you could easily have segments where it's, like, them in a room and, like, Negative One's kind of, like, whispering in his ear or something and Bray's like, all right, cool, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, he carries out all the plans because Negative One's still a kid. But he's basically channeling kind of through to Brody Lee almost, like through his son, kind of. Like, yeah. You know, like, I there, there, there are things they could do there that I think could be interesting. And they also would have to pivot more from like a comedy thing to maybe a little bit more serious as well, which I think they're going to have to do no matter what at some point. Like, they're, it's working really well right now, but at some point, it, people will be over the, the, kind of the goofiness of the dark order and they're going to want it to be more serious again, probably. So, yeah. And another good thing is like, you know, if you're AEW and you're smart, you don't let things get so stale and then change them. Like, you know, change, change stuff while it's still good, but just change it to something different that could be better. Um, or some gasoline on that flame. <laughs> yeah. When you also mentioned the whole like AEW, 
they like how you basically said like they just they might do this or they might do that like i mean wwe were like there's just no way they're gonna do this or that aw there's so many instances of that in aw like before you guys can go back and watch episodes of me and jesse on here from you know a year ago or whatever where i was like if sting ever came to aw if they put him with darby allen like that is that would just be the greatest for me and like they did it like you know, I'm sitting here like talking about how they need to get like Ultimo Dragon to come back to wrestle Chris Jericho. We don't get Ultimo, but it's two v two Guerrero. I mean, it's the same level of awesomeness for me as a as a WCW right. fan of the cruiserweights. Like, there's no way they're gonna actually do Nick Gage in a death match on AEW, right? Like, but they might, and then they but do they it. Do. I mean, they and that's and that's the thing. Tony Khan is one of us. He's around our age. He's a lifelong fan. He has the money. He knows what we want to see, and he's just doing it. Like they're not overthinking. The only chance, the only ways I've overthought things is like the big explosion that was a dud, and like that was, which is kind of funny. It was funny. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, it is. At the time, it was like, oh no, 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 no I'm bummer, not seeing yeah. this. Um, the Jericho thing where he like fell into the crash pad, or or Jr. Yeah. saying WWE That's on that. on TV or whatever. Like, you have these little things where like it hasn't always gone perfectly, right? But like. <laughs> They were doing their damnedest to satisfy my demographic of wrestling fans, and that's all I can ask for. Like they're trying, and they're and they're executing. Nine nine times out of a hundred, it's a it's a home run. So, yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's a way they could like kind of keep Brody Lee Jr. or Negative One as the leader of the Dark Order when they introduce Bray Wyatt or whatever. You have Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, and whatever kind of like reincarnation of his character he chooses and the first thing he does when he walks in that ring when the dark order's in there is he just like kneels down and like bows to negative one yeah so something like that like, cool that would be badass that would be i would be down with that like, i respected your dad so much like whatever you got for <laughs> us like we'll do you know what i mean like he was brother brother bray and brother brody oh but, uh, i know yeah man Wild, living in a great time wow. to be a professional wrestling fan. Kenny. Yes, Kenny, that bastard with another super chat. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you so much, Kenny. You are killing it today. Says Jesse had one of the best ideas. These chicks don't even know the name of my band. Bray Wyatt is the way he will go. I'm not sure if I understand that. I might have read it wrong. I'm probably about Code Orange. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I know he's, yeah, I know he's a big Shooter so. Jennings fan as well. Um, yes. You can make some pretty cool music for him. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry, my daughter was in here and the cat's in well, I'm saying, <laughs> I, I, like... I know that Bray Wyatt and Shooter Jennings are friends and they're and he's a, oh, and he's right. a fan of their of his music. So like that could he could be someone that could make him some pretty cool uh, theme music too, potentially. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Kenny, for the super chat. But Bray Wyatt is the way. He is definitely the way. Yes. And it'll be interesting to see whatever he calls himself outside the WWE. Like, he could use probably the name Bray or the name Wyatt. He probably just can't use them side by side. So, like, he could technically be, like, Wyndham Rotunda or Wyndham Wyatt or something. If you, like, they, they could figure a, a, a name that'll that'll probably, you know, fit to both the WWE audience they're trying to bring over with him and whatever name, you know, he's going to be going with, you know, going forward. For sure. Because that's one thing, too, people are really considering. Like, 
I know I've already talked about how a lot of AEW's audience is like disgruntled WWE fans, but I think there's going to be a, a percentage of fans that are just big Bray Wyatt fans that don't watch AEW that are going to watch it now for him. Yeah, I saw Shauna tweeted like, fiend avatar people, what is your stance on this? And literally every single one of them is like, wherever he goes, I will go. I will follow. There you go. Yep. Um, oh, I'm going to hide the screen real quick. I'll, I'll pull up the, uh, the AW card. We can uh, t- just kind of go through that real quick before we get out of okay. here. Um, put uh, AEW Homecoming. Once again, thank you all so much for the super chats and donations today. Um, yes, thank you guys. You guys rock. If you guys have any any predictions here for this show specifically that you want us to read or to uh, answer for you, now would definitely be that time when it comes to the, uh, the AEW stuff. So... I mean, the big match on this... Well, I had a couple big matches, actually. I'll just go right through it real quick. The Bunny and Layla Hirsch, I think this will be a really solid match, and this is number one contender for the NWA Women's Championship, and I think either would be a really good contender. I'm personally a bigger fan of Layla Hirsch. I just like her in-ring style a lot, and I like the fact that she's so small, but, like, so believable in the way she still, like, throws women around and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. The winner's going to face Camille at the NWA Empower pay-per-view, the all-women's show. Um, who do you think wins this? You think Layla Hirsch or the Bunny is going to challenge Camille for the title? Hmm, that's interesting. I think I would like Layla Hirsch to win. I feel like she, to me, should, it seems like the right fit for the NWA World Women's Championship. But I don't know. The Bunny is kind of more on brand for like AEW. But uh, I'm going to go with Layla Hirsch just because I like her. Yeah, same here. I like her as well. I, I like them both, but Layla present something a little different. Um, and Camille's been a good champion so far for the NWA. Like, she's definitely... She was the right person to beat Serena Deeb for the title. Um, but she's still... I would definitely say Deeb and Thunder Rosa are still better overall wrestlers than Camille by, a, a you know, a pretty good margin. But yeah. Camille, it, it definitely does come across like a big star in the way she carries herself. And she is okay in the ring still. It's not like she's having bad matches. Um... But I think her versus Layla Hirsch would be a more entertaining match than her versus the Bunny, personally, just because of the stylistic contrast there. Um, After that, we have Miro defending the TNT Championship against Lee Johnson. I think it's pretty obvious that Miro's probably going to retain here, but I think think Lee Johnson's going to have a really good showing. Um, He's a dude I was watching. He he rose through the independents really quickly, and he was mainly in the Southeast from, like, what I remember of him. Like, he was doing shows... I got to see him live in Nashville um, at Southern Underground Pro. I may have seen him in Chattanooga as well. Um, and I know he was starting to get booked for action wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia, right when the pandemic started. And that's also oh, yeah. when he wound up debuting in AEW and they wound up uh, signing him. So I'm a big Lee Johnson fan. I, I'm one of the few that can say I was I was watching him pre-AEW. Um, I just don't think it's his time yet, but I think he's going to have a really good showing in this one. But it's going to be, I mean, Miro's got to retain, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like you said, I hope that he has, I hope that he has a good showing. So, uh, but yeah, I, Miro has to win. I mean, they made that new championship belt for him. He's got to hold on to it. Wow. Very true. And I think Lee Johnson's time will come in time. Like, he, he will be a big star for them, I think. Um, you know, he still trains at the Nightmare Factory. Like, he's still, he's still, he's out there learning on the job, big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's killing it, in my opinion, so far. I think he's a guy who's going to be, when we're, a few years from now, when we're in the era of, like, 
I know Hangman Page as the champion will probably come sooner than later, but when we're looking at a landscape a few years down the road where the main event scene is like Hangman Page, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, MJF, uh, Ricky Starks, all these guys, I think Lee Johnson's going to be in the mix with all those dudes. Like, oh, you know? I, I think you're absolutely right. I think he does fit in with all those guys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Next match we have, this one's got a lot of interest. We got Cody, Ooh, yeah. Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. Who do you think wins this one? Is it Cody, who the fan, a, a big part of the fan base seems to resent because they think he's just going to book himself to beat everybody? Because you know, because Anthony Agogo should have beat Cody Rhodes apparently. Um, or, right. Or um, or is Malachi Black getting a big win over a big star uh, in his debut match? I think Malachi Black should win. I thought I tell you what, can I just tell you? I thought it was hilarious. I laughed so hard. When they started interviewing Cody Rhodes, and he goes, with the way things are in the world today, and then all of a sudden just like a foot comes in, and just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, God, he's going to go into that political spiel again. We better. (laughs) I thought that was great. I feel like that was like a Cody Rhodes, like, move. He's like, you know what? Let me start getting political real quick, and then you just kick me in the face. He gets what's going Uh, on. He's reading the internet, and he knows knows where he stands and what people think about him and stuff. Yeah. That would be so funny. So that was so funny. I love that. I feel like Malachi Black should win, especially in his debut match. I know it's against Cody Rhodes, but I feel like Cody Rhodes needs like a a come up story, like a come up in story. He's kind of just like at the top, just chilling. It's like, come on, I need to see, I need to see a struggle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think that Malachi wins this match. I like that they've, I like, the, I like the dynamic that they've had. Yes. over the weeks because it's been Cody and all white. It's been Malachi and all black. All white is traditionally the the white meat baby face. The all black is like the the heel. Yeah, but it's. I think I said it on the show last week, but like AEW, I honestly think has been playing forty chess for this whole feud, and like Cody's the heel because oh absolutely because there's there's no oh, way. I'm sorry, what's that? The false prophet. Yeah, like there's there's just no way that there's they know that Malachi's gonna get cheered. Like people like were starving for him to get out of that WWE contract. Like they want to see him on AEW. They want to see him reach his full potential. Malachi's mm-hmm. gonna get cheered over Cody. I think Cody's still oh. gonna get cheers, but it's it's gonna be very pro Malachi in comparison. Yeah, and. I don't know if they make the turn during the match. I don't know how they present it. But Malachi even said in one of his promos the other week, he was like, when I kicked you in the face, they all cheered. Like, yes. Like, they're, he knows the fans are actually behind him. And Cody has to be sensing, oh, man, like, I'm doing all the right things, I feel like. I'm out here, like, saying things right from the heart and, like, you know, the American dream and, and, and I'm trying to, and I can't even challenge for the world title. So like, why are people getting so upset with me? Like all I'm doing is just winning the matches I'm allowed to have, you know? And, but, but in reality, they're just becoming more and more resentful of Cody. Yeah. I think it's because when you're at the top for so long, it's like the fans are eventually going to turn on you. Well, and there's also a percentage of fans that I think actually believe that because Cody's an EVP, he's just booking himself to beat everybody. Right. Right. That just isn't the case. He's put over Darby Allen. He put over Brody. Uh, you know, obviously, I think he's going to put over Malachi. It's just, I, I, I find it weird to be honest. How many people were like, 
of Anthony Gogo one especially, like that really thought that Anthony Gogo should have beat Cody. Like y'all out of your minds if y'all think Anthony Gogo should have beat Cody in that match. The guy was not ready. The match was the match sucked, and it wasn't Cody's fault. They went home early. Yeah, they went home early. Put him put him in a vertebrae and told the guy to just to stay down. It's like this isn't working. You know, he wasn't ready. He just wasn't ready. Straight up, they tried to make a new a new star, and the guy just wasn't ready. But this is a different situation. Malachi is already a star, and the fans want it, and I think the AEW is going to give the fans what they want, and it also gives Cody a potential chance to start more of a transformation over into a heel character, which I think is kind of a long time coming. Like, I think a heel character would, would freshen him up quite a bit. So, especially if he was to, like, re- realign with, like, MJF or something, like, align with these people that were, like, terrible to you, but, like, now you're a terrible person also or something, like... There's a lot of potential there. So we're both on the same page. Malachi Black, he has to win this one. If Cody wins this, even though I'm the biggest Cody Rhodes fan in the world, if he wins this match, even I'll be a little suspect on it. I'll be like, I don't know why they did that. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Sorry. No, you're good. I know you got. Uh... It's all right. I'm, I'm doing my best to mute. <laughs> um. So the next match we have, we have uh, Christian Cage taking on the Blade. This is all just basically storyline progression. The Blade um, represents the Hardy family. Uh, Christian Cage and Matt Hardy are feuding. This is just another kind of step towards doing Christian versus Matt Hardy. I think it's pretty obvious Christian's going to win this one. Uh, But hopefully it's a solid match. I mean, Pepper Parks slash the Blade slash... uh, What was his name in in TNA? Someone remind me. Uh, Braxton Sutter. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. Been a, you know, he's he's solid. So we'll see. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know what's up with the butcher. I don't know if he's hurt, but we haven't been seeing him lately. But I like him a lot too. Um, but yeah, I think it's a pretty foregone conclusion. Christian Cage has got to win this one, right? Yeah, I think so. Unless Matt Hardy does some shenanigans. Um, I don't know. What do you feel like? What do you say? Uh, uh, wait. Obviously, I think Christian Cage should win. It seems like a foregone conclusion. However, I want to get your thoughts on what what are they doing with Jungle Boy here and with Matt Hardy? Do you think anything happens with this? Do you think it goes anywhere, or do you think it's just kind of going with the storyline with uh <laughs> with like Jungle Boy and, and Christian? Yeah, and yeah. then like Matt, do you think them being on the outside? Do you think Matt Hardy and Jungle Boy get involved? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I, what I think personally, because once again we have to consider. I think Tony Khan is he's proven already he's pretty big on the idea of long-term booking, meaning, you know, like, for instance, like Malachi Black, people probably get really fixated on, like, you know, what's going to happen with him and Cody, and they should, they yeah. should be, but knowing how AEW's been operating, they probably already have Malachi Black's pay-per-view opponent set up for the next six months or a year. Like they know where they they know where all this is going before we do, and they actually have plans to do it, and they actually execute these plans over long terms. So yeah, the reason I bring that up is because with Christian, what I think they should do is they keep they keep it very wholesome between himself and and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marco and everybody involved with with this on like the babyface side. Mm-hmm. I think you do a babyface Christian versus a babyface Kenny Omega for the title on like a free, some sort of free dynamite, uh, some sort of big dynamite between now and like, between after All Out, but before the next pay-per-view maybe, if if Kenny Omega retains. 
At some point, mm-hmm. I guess, at some point, Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega's got to happen because they've, they've, they've teased it enough. But thank God they're making him work for it. Yes, which I'm totally fine. Like, I don't want to see... And the, re- and the reason I say a free show, like, I, I think... I don't want to see Christian versus Kenny on, like, a pay-per-view. I think that needs to be reserved for something bigger. But... But Christian and Kenny is a solid match, and it's a great main event for a free show. And But after that, around that time, that's when I would turn Christian. So whenever... I'd, I'd keep him a babyface up until the point where he challenges Kenny. And then maybe... Sh- see reconnection successful i'm just waiting to hopefully hopefully they can hear and see me now i don't know what's up with obs y'all but i'm very much excited for chris jericho versus juventud guerrera uh jericho has to hit a top rope a top rope maneuver to win my guess is that he's gonna uh catch juventud guerrera on the top rope with the walls of jericho and put him in the lion tamer on the way down is what i think he's gonna do but uh oh yeah but yeah, what do you think about this match? Have you ever seen a Chris Jericho versus Humanitu Guerrero match, Jesse? I have not, and I'm really excited to see it. <clears throat> As such, I probably won't understand a lot of like the references and stuff, but um, or like the callbacks or whatever. So I'm gonna have to rely on the internet to educate me. But I'm really excited to see it, and I'm really excited to see Jericho win and see what the next labor of Jericho is gonna be. Yes, because there's one more labor, and then labor five is MJF. Which I which I just had, like, clarified to me. I had to do some research. But I thought there was, like, you know, going to be fourth and fifth labors and then MJF. So it's going to be Hoovy and then someone else and then MJF. Um, one thing that I think would be really amazing, and Tony Khan's the type of dude who's going to know this and is going to hopefully do this. Back in 1990, probably 7, 1998, Juventud Guerrera and Chris Jericho had a... Jericho is a cruiserweight champion. It was mask mm-hmm. versus title. And Jericho won Juventud Guerrero's mask because he retained the title over him. Oh. And if he came out wearing that Hoovy mask... That would be amazing. That would be... I mean, because that's literally just long-term storytelling from WCW to now. like, And it's all on TNT, which is amazing. Right. So... I think that would be awesome. I, I think that's that's the route to go. And then the next labor, I know a lot of people think it's going to be Paul White, which isn't a bad. Be... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I said Paul and Paul White's not a bad a bad option because like you know their history with Jericho, but then of course you have Lance Storm because you know that's what they, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. they train together. And J- Storm's last match was against Jericho one night stand years ago. Um, was his first ever too yeah their first match against each other as well yep they train together and everything but i mean mm-hmm. my personal pick is i still want to see ultimo dragon like i still think that'd be yeah but regardless like if it's lance storm or ultimo dragon i think chris jericho should come out as lionheart chris jericho because he's already come out as the pain maker and stuff like do the lionheart gimmick like why not yeah, yeah or or I... maybe even a y2j type gimmick if it's somebody from like the attitude era or something if it is, yeah, but if not, let... I mean, he's done, kind of done the Y2J thing over in WWE. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh... But, yeah, this match is going to be awesome. Like, I mean, I... Even if it isn't that good in the ring, like, I'm going to be marking out like crazy. Just the fact that I'm getting this match in 2021 is just mind-blowing to me, so... Um, There's a nostalgia bell curve. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. 
So yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious Jericho's going to win and then go on to labor number four. Uh, but just once again, just the fact that it's another one of those scenarios, like we were saying, like, and, and when it comes to WWE, a lot of the time we're sitting there going, oh, there's just no way they're going to do this or that. AEW, it's like, there were fans that I talked to that were like, what if it's Hoovy? And I was like, if it was Hoovy, that would be incredible. Like, I, I was thinking Ultimo, but like, if they do Hoovy, I'm going to be just as happy. And then, and it was a callback from MJF and Jericho having a promo one-on-one against each other. And then mentioning Juventud Guerrera a year ago. And they showed the clip. Like, once again, long-term storytelling. MJF looked up who Juventud Guerrero was after Jericho roasted him for not knowing. And now he's going to bring him to try to beat him in the labors of Jericho. It's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, and you know what? Props to MJF for getting that whole promo in in, like, two minutes of airtime. They had, like, two minutes left. And he, like, fit all that in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Because if we, you had the, the Nick Gage-Jericho match, which just ruled. And then ruled. right at the end, it's like, you don't think it could get any better than that. And then usually when I say EW, something bad happens. Like the, right, I was like, oh, Jesus. So the incre- are going to get kicked off the air. Exactly, the incredible <laughs> ending happens, and then, like, it'll be JR saying, you know, we'll see you next week on WWE Dynamite or whatever. And you're like, oh, God, why? Why? Like, you can just, <laughs> just shut the camera off right before that. Um, but this time it didn't happen. MJF came out, cut his promo. It worked great. And I was even more hyped up. Like I was already on cloud nine just from the Nick Gage Jericho death match, but the icing on right? the cake was him coming out and saying that Juventud Guerrero was coming next week. It's like, thank, I literally tweeted out. Thank you, Tony Khan. After that, I was like, I, there's nothing else I can say. Yeah. Like, thank you for, thank you for giving me the product I want. Amazing. Amazing. What a time to be a wrestling fan. It's the best. It's the best. Well, uh, that's going to do it for the show today, y'all. Unless there's anything you can uh, think of, Jesse, that you want to talk about before we sign off? Nope. That's good. Cool. I'll get the uh, the sponsors ready to pull up on the screen here if you want to tell people what to do for the channel. Yes, I just want to say thank you so much for all the super chats today. Y'all really rocked it today. Thank you so, so very much, Kogan and Kenny. I think let me see if is that all the I don't know it's not letting me scroll um I have uh, a blue shades wells as well blue, that's right thank you so much we really really appreciate it thank you so we love our live chat you guys have such engaging conversations and not even needing us to be there y'all bring up great points y'all rock we want more amazing people like you guys and the best way to do that is to give this video a thumbs up comment on it if you want Get some engagement on it so that it'll recommend this video to other people and other like-minded, amazing folks like yourselves uh, in the chat. Because we, like, I cannot express how happy I am each and every time we come on here to see this amazing, incredible chat. And Kenny, thank you so much. Another super chat says, JR, goodbye, everyone. Another episode of AEW WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, thank you so much. It's so true. Poor JR. Gotta just give him love, though. He follows me on Twitter, so <laughs> never gonna say anything bad. And uh, but yeah, I mean, seriously, thank you, Kenny. You rock. Thank you. Give this video a thumbs up for us. Help us out. Subscribe to the channel. Really does help us out in that way. Because right now with the kids, it's still summer. She starts school next week. We're gonna be having a new routine. You never know when we're actually gonna be able to catch us live. So if you want to know when we're gonna go live, follow us on Twitter. 
and subscribe and hit the bell so that way you get notified every time we go live and that way you can be in this amazing incredible chat and i hope it guys i hope it makes you guys happy because it certainly makes me happy yes it definitely makes me happy as well it helps me out more than you guys understand when we get we have shows like this and people are helping support it really really goes a long way and uh speaking of the support we have other people who help support the uh the show here starting with music city toys and collectibles they're the place to be for action figures pro wrestling memorabilia of any kind um you know old books and magazines and dvds everything they also have mma stuff they have baseball stuff they have power ranger stuff ninja turtles like whatever whatever you're collecting music city toys and collectibles has got you covered but they specialize like specifically also like pro wrestling like they have a ton of figures especially i mean like loose figures box figures you know mint on card for all you collectors out there they got you totally covered they do live streams on their facebook channel and you can basically buy things from them live and they just paypal you the invoice it's super easy they're nice people it's fair business i promise you you'll enjoy uh doing business with music city toys and collectibles make sure to check them out on all social media at music city toys make sure to check out their website musiccitytoys.biz and also their new retail location at 101 west main street in watertown tennessee that's w-a-t-e-r-t-o-w-n watertown tennessee music city toys and collectibles support them because they support us also, WrestleRumble.com, place to be for fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. Right now, they have a couple uh, raffles going on. So, we have the Seinfeld-inspired Rock Austin Savage Undertaker painting, or uh, drawing here. So, y'all can win that. The raffle is only $1 to enter, and you can win that artwork for only $1. And then we have the Winged Eagle Belt Collection, these are all these are so insane these these kind of giveaways so for one dollar for this all right you throw one dollar into the pot someone's gonna win let's see we have how many winners total two winners total it looks like so hypothetically speaking for two dollars you could win all of this for one dollar you can win half of this um someone's gonna win the replica that's pretty cool they're doing this so you get the white black and light blue colored straps for the replica titles those are like the real deal replica titles those are like three four hundred dollar championship belts right there the other person is going to win the same thing but in miniature form so really cool like someone's going to win the full-on replica belts and someone's going to win the mini belts and what's cool about the mini belts is they display really well and don't take up a lot of space so like i have like a full-size replica nxt title belt that i won from wrestle rumble and it takes up like a whole shelf in my office. It looks badass. Like I'm definitely not complaining. I love it. But in that same space, I could probably fit like 10 of these mini belts. You know what I mean? So like they're really cool prizes as well. And you can get those for literally $1 entries at WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on all social media at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and raffles. Also, I'll give another shout out real quick to IndependentWrestling.tv. This weekend, you have the Scenic City Invitational Tournament on Saturday and Friday. So Friday night, Saturday night, and Saturday afternoon for this future showcase. You also have IWTV 100, which will be the 100th championship title defense for that championship belt. You're going to have champion Wheeler Yuta defending against Daniel Garcia. We've been seeing Wheeler Yuta a lot on AEW blowing up. I'd be very surprised if he has not already signed with AEW or if he isn't going too soon. So 
be watching this match. Daniel Garcia is a guy we've seen on AEW Dark a little bit and a guy who's really blown up on the Indies this past year. Going to be an awesome match. You also have Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander on that show. Lee Moriarty's on the show. Jonathan Gresham, Warhorse. A huge who of independent talent and mainstream talent at this point. IWTV 100. That's going to be this Sunday on independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live. Use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. All of one word, no space, put that in promo code spot. That helps me out a lot when you do that. So please go over there, support IWTV, and support Fight TV this weekend also. They have three huge shows, GCW, VXS, and AEW, all this Saturday on FITE Fight TV. And last but never least, my brother Brian Jensen. He is a owner at Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym out of Atlanta, Georgia. He works with uh, people with neurological issues. So if you have like Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, anything like that, he can help you with a wide variety of things. If you want to learn how to compete at an amateur or pro level, if you want to just know some self-defense, if you want to just lose some weight, or once again, if you have any kind of neurological issue that he can help you with, whether it just be dexterity work or range of motion, flexibility type stuff, Brian can help you reach your goals no matter what your size is, no matter what your what kind of shape you're in, doesn't matter where you live, nothing at all. Brian can help you reach your goals. Hit him up on Instagram. It's at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Send him a message on Instagram. And as always, with all of our sponsors, let them know that me and Jesse sent you their way. And I promise you get a really good deal on whatever you are trying to do. And for me, if you want to follow me on Twitter... I don't know what's about to show up on this screen. Okay, this is good. Uh, you can follow me on Fight Talk at Fight Talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Support the work I do over at Fightful by uh, subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. Got the Weekender podcast every Sunday. This Saturday, myself and Jamie Kilstein are doing the Fightful UFC 265 watch along for the co main and main events. So, Jamie, a friend of this podcast, will be over there uh, with me on the Fightful show this weekend. So, that'll be fun. And, um, and yeah, everything else I do this week, I'll just keep updated on my Twitter at fight talk underscore Jesse, tell us your stuff. Well, obviously thank you, Steven. And please go support all of those sponsors. They're fantastic. They really do help us out. Let them know that we sent you there. They'll hook you up real nice. So please do support our sponsors that Steven just mentioned. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse the Buckeye. My handle is beneath that picture of me. Uh, that's where you'll find me live tweeting about wrestling, Olympics, Ohio State football coming up in a month, which is fantastic. Uh, all sorts of random stuff. So that's the best place if you want to see me like live tweeting wrestling. If you want to talk to me, if you want to get to know me more, uh, do not try and find me on Instagram. Do not try, me in, try and find me on Facebook. I will not add you. I will not talk to you. Do not DM me on Twitter. I don't go in there. Please subscribe to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Buckeye. That's the place. That's my my database that's where you can see more of me that's where i like to talk to people obviously i get a lot of crap dm but i just got someone suspended from twitter for what they sent me oh god i'm gonna say at this point your twitter dms are basically reserved for wrestle rumble entries so stop dming her so she sees the wrestle rumble entries as they go into her dms yes thank you yes so don't really like to go in there because unless I'm getting a Russell Rumble entry, so it's nothing against any of y'all. It's just there's some bad things in there. So, yeah, that's basically it. And also, um, obviously, Domino's is canceled. We're Team Papa John's now, so use code JESSE25 at papajohns.com for 25% off your entire Papa John's pizza order. Check out our merch. Check out our merch. Yes. There you go. Merch link in bio for uh, the Fight Talk podcast. Do it. Yeah, I have 100 million kids in the
What'd you say about a hundred million kids? I, I don't know. Just check out our toys. I don't know. <laughs> well, I like I like action figures. I got plenty of toys around my office for sure. Um, Jeff Meacham in the chat. What up, Jeff? Dude, real quick, if you're still in here, are you currently in Atlanta? I saw you were, but if you still are, I am now uh, residing in Atlanta. So, if you're around, that would be cool to uh, to see if I'm free and you're free. But yeah, anything else, Jesse? Before we sign off here. Um, no, I just hope that everyone has a good weekend. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for your kind words. Also, that was really sweet. And we'll send you cookies. That's right. We're sending, we're sending, uh, Mr. Steven some cookies. Yes. Let's give him a plug. It was uh, the cookies and cream Sarasota, Eric Stevens company. Yes. Yep. I'm sending him some cookies that we went and got. So. And check out our skirts. Our skirts. For girlfriends and baby and kids. I guess we have skirts too. Oh, Kenny, thank you so much. He says, yeah, OnlyFans. Only Jesse will K I something with her. I can't say in front of my kids. Bare okay. hands. And be like and comment down below. Say thank say, you, Kenny. And say thank you to everybody in this world who wanted to be. And happy birthday to all. Happy birthday to all. Yes. Yes. Anyone whose birthday is today. No emojis, likes, and no fat. Fat faces and check marks and unicorns and cake. If you if it's your birthday, tell me in the comment below. And I hope you check out our video. Bye. Spam, spam anyone who's left in here. Make sure to spam um unicorn, unicorn. and cake emojis in the chat for for uh, we. I always, I always forget, can we say her name on here or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Scarlet. For Scarlet, make sure to. To give us some unicorn and cake emojis on the way off of this show. Thank you again, uh, Kenny the Bastard. I always say the Kenny that Bastard one for uh, for another super chat right before we got out of here. So thank you. Um, she she will she will get you if you keep. Yeah, she'll get you with your bare with her bare hands. Um, what? I'm sorry. It's no, I was saying I was reading Kenny's uh, super chat. I was like, oh yeah, she'll get I you know, with your bare. She'll get you with your bare hands. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kenny. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's going to be it. Uh, unless we see, like, a, a super chat come through within the next, like, five seconds. We'll make sure to get to that next time if we miss it. But thank you all very much for supporting the show today. Thank you for very much for watching. And today is Tuesday. We might be back again this week. We'll, uh, me and Jesse will talk and see if there's another day we can do. And maybe this weekend or something. But make sure you're following both of us on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel to make sure you know when we're going live. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.